0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Season Gaming Conversations. This is going to be a uh, new episode format that we're doing on just some side topics apart from our normal bitcast. Uh, I'm Portia Power, otherwise known as Ainsley Bowden, and I'm joined by Bert Sines. Hey, everybody. And today we're going to be looking at uh, our favorite games of the year to date so we're uh at the end of july here and we figured it'd be a good time to kind of step back and look at all the great games that have come out so far in 2017 what we've played excuse me and what we've liked best um and then we're also just going to quickly touch on the games coming later this year that we think will be uh you know will be contenders for game of the year at the end of the year so uh jordan simmons who usually joins us for some of these uh discussions couldn't make it this morning it's mostly my fault due to a scheduling conflict so i apologize but uh as we're talking through some of these i'll uh Kind of give a shout out to the comments that Jordan would have had on some of these games as well. So Bert, I'm going to let you start. We'll start with Game of the Year. And uh, why don't you give us your first uh, your first entry so far?
1: Yeah, so uh, I tend to play most of the, all the major platforms. And so mine are kind of spread across two. And what the, my main one this year is the one that's probably on a lot of people's Game of the Year list. is going to be Horizon Zero Dawn for the PS4. I had a great time with that game. I was able to experience it on the standard PS4, and then I got a pro midway through the launch and was able to take advantage of that towards the end of the game. So I found this to be just an amazing entry from Guerrilla Games. Um, I wasn't a big fan of some of their older stuff, but for the first open world third-person attempt, I think it's one of the best I've played in a long time, and it was a breath of fresh air. So I know a lot of us have played it. Any did that hit up on your list as well? Yeah, yeah, it does. In fact, it was my game of the year
0: until the other title that I'll talk about, but a fantastic game, and and especially when you consider Guerrilla Games had made, you know, kind of first-person shooters of the Killzone games, and they they just come and deliver this new IP out of nowhere, well, I won't say out of nowhere, it's been coming for a while, Um, but uh, just a gorgeous game, probably on the pro and in 4K, uh, probably the most gorgeous game I've ever played. Uh, great story, obviously a lot to build on there. Um, Aloy is now a new kind of uh, character for Sony and PlayStation brand that's gotten already popular. A lot of cosplaying and artistry going on around her. And, uh, you know, they've got the Frozen Wilds DLC coming later this year, too. So I, I really loved it. I thought the combat with some of the mechanical creatures was fantastic and uh, really liked how they ended it, too, and how the story built up near the end as well. So, yeah, I agree. Great game.
1: Yeah, the crazy thing is, is that this is just their first entry in the Horizon Zero Dawn thing. So with the DLC and maybe a part two coming, I think it's going to be awesome when we see part two um, in their near future. So I mean, there was it wasn't a perfect game, but so far it's my game of the year. I've had a great time with it. Uh, my wife is playing it again now um, for the first time. I should say not again, but uh, it's it's crazy when you can get that many people involved in it. And it's actually one of the better selling exclusives from Sony. So that's kind of good to see that their exclusives are actually selling better than most of their cross platform stuff. It's always good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the last number I saw was something like 3.6 million, but that I know was a few weeks ago. So I'm sure it's probably past 4 million by now, which for an exclusive on a, as a new IP is really, really impressive. So good to see people picking that up and uh, good job, Guerrilla Games. So uh, I'll go next. And uh, the my game of the year now that actually surpassed Horizon in my mind is Prey. And this is, a, this is an interesting one because for the people who have, who have, played it and gone through it Um, and barring the kind of few technical issues it had at launch um, I know quite a few people who have this on their list in fact uh, Jordan who sent us this list and I said I would give a shout out uh, to excuse me agrees with me on this it's his game of the year as well and uh, it's just an absolutely amazing game if you think of uh, System Shock 2 and Bioshock it's really very similar in concept to those games it's got a very intriguing and kind of mysterious story uh, the setting is fantastic, as you advance through the game, the combat gets more uh, complex and you can kind of solve, uh, not necessarily puzzles, but solve, you know, challenges in the environment in unique ways and different ways and really kind of get creative with it. So it's a kind of a mix of Bioshock meets Dishonored 2 and um, the ending was kind of just really, really unique as well. And uh, yeah, just, just loved it to death. It's, it's one of the favorite games I've played in years.
1: Um, yeah, I, yeah. Re- really quick, on, I'll touch on that. So I, I haven't finished the game. I'm one of those people that wanted to play the best experience possible, and since I'm not a best, P, a better PC gamer, that's where the best experience is at the moment. And um, being that the X1X is coming, I'm waiting for the patch for that. However, I have about 15 to 20 hours in it, and I've found it to be awesome. And it's exactly I've I got a Bioshock feeling on that within the first hour, um, mm-hmm. and you're playing, and so. One more thing I want to touch on Prey, um, being that I haven't beat the game and finished it all the way so I can't go into detail, is a lot of people have been confused as to what Prey is and what it is. It's not a uh, sequel to the original Prey that came out on the previous consoles. A lot of people have thought it was, and they haven't touched it because of that. It is a complete reboot completely with the entire series. So um, it's really, really cool. I've had a good time with it, and I hope to be playing it soon. So it may jump up to my game of the year by the time I play it again, but we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, it
0: was kind of funny because we touched on it before, but I bought it for the PS4 because it uh, was, quote, PS4 Pro enhanced. So I figured it would be, you know, higher resolution, better frame rate, what have you. And it ended up being that it wasn't PS4 Pro enhanced at all. And by the time I finished it, wrote the review on it, is when the uh, patch actually came out and updated the title. So I kind of missed out on that. But if they uh, if they uh, release a Xbox One X patch for it and it, it runs much better or higher frame rate, I'll definitely check it out probably again i'll probably play through it again because it's just uh it's just that good in my mind so um like i said jordan echoed that he was a huge uh, system shock 2 fan in discussions with him so that just kind of hit all the right vibes with him um but besides prey and horizon i think uh Bert, you had a different uh, another title you wanted to talk on for game of the year as well right
1: Yeah, as I kind of prefaced it at the beginning, uh, we we all play kind of all the consoles. But the biggest surprise for me this year, and I guess it wasn't a a huge surprise, was Zelda. Um, I think uh, that was my favorite game. for a while in my head until I kind of went back and played both of the Horizon and um, Zelda games. I ended up liking Horizon just a tad bit more because of just what went into that game from a development standpoint of the technical aspects of it. Um, I love Zelda to death. I think there's so much you can do in the world. Um, and the story was pretty good. Um, at the same time, it's a, pretty much the same story all the time with Zelda, so there wasn't anything you know, revolutionary with the story or anything, but what kind of took me by surprise with this one is how well the world was done. In um, past Zeldas, the world's always pretty interesting, but you kind of run across the same races of, uh, you know, your your enemies, and at the same time, the people that you team up with or work with are pretty much the same, but the way they were able to do it here and you're able to explore, one of the big things that was mentioned about this game is if you see it in the distance, you can get to it, and that is true. I've heard of that in a lot of games, and then when you actually get to the game, that's just you know a background or something, and this one, you can actually get there. But the differences in the in the whole world that you see and what you experience while you play is really, really good. Gameplay was top-notch as well. Um, if you're a Switch uh, owner and you're still playing on just the standard uh, Joy-Con, it's you're kind of missing out on the uh, pro controller that they offer because it's just a better experience in my opinion But uh, so far it's it's up there for me It was very close between horizon zero dawn and Zelda, but um, it horizon zero dawn is taking it at the moment for me How about you Waynes you, you had a couple other runner-ups that were close, but not exactly right?
0: Yeah, so I was gonna comment on Zelda as well so as you know um, I've played it as well not nearly as much as you I've only got about uh, 15 hours in it and I I bought it knowing that i'm not a huge zelda fan never have been i've played them since the original on the nes but i've just they've never really done a whole lot for me so you know with all the press and uh critical acclaim that breath of the wild got i picked it up and uh, i do enjoy it I, I think the world is uh amazing and the, is exactly as you said and that you can kind of just go anywhere and it's got a obviously the ability to climb anything it was kind of huge and I, I love just being able to go and explore and some of the animations and especially the artistic direction of the game are, are pretty fabulous. But I um, <clears throat> it's still not one of those games that just kind of sucks me in. It, it doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't, <laughs> I don't know the word I'm looking for here, but it doesn't just make me want to continually turn it on and play it. So I'm not one of those people. So I think it's from a design perspective, it's a fantastic game. But for me personally, it's just not an, in the running for game of the year. I, I really enjoyed Horizon and, and Prey much more. Um, but outside of that, yeah, I think uh, you know between the three of us, including Jordan, I think Prey, Horizon, and Zelda will be, you know, and I think if you take Prey out, I think Horizon and Zelda, right across the industry, are kind of the top two forerunners for Game of the Year um, for most publications, I would say. But I think uh, I would like to give a shout out to Persona Five. Uh, Persona Five is just an amazing game so far. I haven't gotten through it. It's a very long game. Uh, I mentioned before, I've got about 35 hours into it. I keep planning to go back to it and then I'll buy another game and I just haven't yet. But it is gorgeous. It's uh, unique. It's charming. Um, really neat characters. Tons of secrets. Fantastic battle system. Probably one of the best turn-based battle systems uh, I've ever played in, a, in an RPG. And uh, I just think that game's going to get better and better as you go through it. So I know that's been mentioned in some circles as a game of the year contender as well. And um, I think you you started playing that as well, did you not?
1: Yeah, so I have a subscription with Gamefly, and I get games probably every so often while I'm playing something else, and I did get it. And um, I'm currently playing a different game, but I made the mistake of actually starting Persona 5 just to see it. I was a huge Persona 4 fan, and it's awesome. I mean, talk about a unique game when it comes to an art style. It's got its own unique uh, gameplay mechanics when you're playing, and the story is always fun, uh, no matter how you look at it with, with that game. Um, I think it kind of falls into that realm of the Japanese type of RPG game that's always different, and it's not going to gather a ton of, um, you know, I guess, feedback and stuff outside of Japan from the folks that like that. But it is getting a lot of talk. Um, I don't think it'll be really given the game of the year in a lot of places, unfortunately, because of that. Um, With that being said, there's a few other games that kind of fall in that realm, too, of the Japanese game that either people will never play it just because they don't know what it is or anything. And um, for me, another surprise for me was Nier Automata. A lot of people are talking about that as being the game of the year that people will never play. So that is kind of a cool game. I suggest giving it a try, even if you're borrowing it from a friend or maybe you do a subscription service like me with uh, Gamefly, so that might be something you might want to consider. It's really cool. Um, However, it just hasn't um, been my game of the year so far. I probably would talk about it otherwise.
0: Yeah, in fact, uh, I was going to say, if we look across all those kind of high-level contenders, uh, I thought I had played them all until you mentioned Nier. And as you said, it's one of those that I just haven't played. so I, I it looks incredibly unique and uh, it's gotten a lot of positivity you know behind it um I hopefully we'll get to it at some point but yeah I, I haven't run out and played it so um we'll see uh and it, in that same vein another game that uh, has gotten a lot of positive press but you know not a lot of people have played is neo and that's another playstation 4 a game that you can only get on playstation 4 by uh, team ninja and it's the samurai souls like game so Um, I really enjoyed it. I've got quite a bit of time into that. I I enjoyed, uh, I think I mentioned this before, but I enjoyed the loot aspect and the character building aspect better than Dark Souls in the sense that it's got loot more like a Diablo, you know, ARPG or something like that. Um, But the world I found less intriguing. It's kind of closed off levels and the design of them isn't anything to write home about in my opinion. So um, I think that's another really good game, but I I don't think it'll get a lot of game of the year consideration when we, uh, we get to the end of 2017.
1: Yeah, and there was there was one last runner-up that I think was um, a Game of the Year contender. I think it's called Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, however, I, I will say that I've had a lot of fun with that game. I think some of the, the negativity mentioned in it has been kind of overblown. However, I understand some people's hesitation in picking it up. But if you are... Um, you know, looking for a game to play that. And you did like the past ones. I'll give it a chance. Uh, And one last thing I want to kind of mention is there might be some games that you personally um, have found game of the year, but these are the ones that we have played and have enjoyed and have seen around the industry that are getting a lot of hype on this one. So if you have a personal one, share in the comments.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, there's so many games nowadays or there's certainly other games that have come out that I'm sure will be at the top of people's lists. But uh, about Andromeda, we joke about this amongst us. Uh, Jordan has finished it huge mass effect fan and he's has his own kind of comments on i think he kind of echoes some of your sentiments and that he actually kind of enjoyed it but you know had quite a few complaints with it as well um i did start playing it and i it made me so mad that i just stopped because i love mass effect as well and i think we were both anticipating it being a potential game of the year candidate and then you know we don't have to go into what happened with release so but anyway uh (laughs) So yeah, so uh, as Bert said, if you have uh, another game that we didn't talk about or or something you'd like to, to, you know, kind of mention, just throw it in the comments and uh, maybe we'll bring that up on a future uh, cast. But now we're going to kind of talk about, um, you know, our most anticipated title. So obviously, you know, coming into fall, we're we're nearly at August, and right around the end of August is when things start to get kind of crazy with game releases, as always it seems now. So we uh, we kind of made a list of a few games each that. um, We think will be uh, game of the year contenders or some of our favorite titles at the end of the year. So, uh, Bert, you want to kick us off here as well?
1: Yeah. So, um, some of the unique stuff after we kind of rode the wave of E3 and stuff that was coming. Obviously, we saw some stuff pushed to 2018. But so, so my list will have a few of uh, kind of what I'm looking forward to the most, as well as some game of the year contenders. And I guess the the most earliest one that's coming um is just one that i don't think is going to be a game of the year contender but i hopefully it's it's done really well and that's a cuphead um we've all been waiting for this game for a long time um and the art direction just looks cool the the gameplay is something down our alley so we're hoping that it actually delivers on what it is so that's kind of the the soonest uh one on my list that's releasing soon and i can't wait to play it
0: Yeah, uh, we've said it multiple times. It seems to come up constantly now because I think we're anticipating it so greatly, right? But Cuphead is definitely uh, near the top of my list. It's right up my alley. Love the art style. I love the development behind it and the company behind it, uh, the story behind that development. And um, yeah, just it's right up there. Um, One that comes, and this wasn't even on my list, but one I think we should just mention because uh, I, I seem to keep overlooking it somehow that comes out next month is Uncharted Lost Legacy. i'm a massive uncharted fan have all the games love them to death and um this one i think because it's kind of a side story and it's not nathan drake isn't getting as much publicity as a a mainline uncharted title but i think it's going to be a really fun game they said it's going to be you know 10 to 12 hours it's only 39.99 and uh i think it's going to be a blast
1: yeah i'm also a big uncharted fan i've played all of them with the exception of four i've played it multiple times um and then obviously with last of us came out then we got that's you know some more games. so naughty Dog's always killing it so i i totally trust what they're doing with the series and uh, we've seen a lot of trailers for it and, and the weird e3 conference where they kind of talked about it so the other thing i think is throwing people off is the is the cost so it's it's not a full price 60 game so i think some people might be thinking that Um, you know, it's not a full game or maybe it's just a short game, but Naughty Dog has mentioned this is a full game. Um, It is, you know, starting with some, starring with some of the favorite characters of the Uncharted series. So we'll see how it is. I mean, that's right around the corner. I think it's, uh, what's the release date on the day? It's beginning of Uh, August. It's either the 22nd or the 29th. Um, Okay. So it's the end of August. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's one of those two. I know that the 29th is getting absolutely crazy. There's something like, you know, 10 mainline games releasing on August 29th now um we won't touch on them all here but yeah i i agree i think uh maybe people's expectations are a little off on that one given given the uh lack of drake and the and the price tag but um yeah i think they said it's going to be longer in story than uncharted 1 was so you know it should be a great game and then um once we get to october uh, i think one of the games that will certainly be in game of the year contention and probably one of our favorite games both you and i bird is mario odyssey i think um Personally, it's the reason I bought a Switch. I think it'll be the reason many, many people buy a Switch. And um, from what we've seen, especially after... Um, <clears throat> after a few weeks ago with some of the gameplay and uh, some of the unique things they're doing, a lot of the gigantic hub worlds going back to uh, more like uh, Mario 64. Mario 64, I'm forcing myself to change. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um it just looks fantastic, you know. I mean, everything you expect from a Mario game um, seems to be there along with some new things. It looks gorgeous, it looks huge, it looks like there's a massive amount of secrets on every level, and uh, I just can't wait to play it. That'll probably be one of those games between that and the uh, Xbox One X launch uh, a week or week and a half later. I, I may have to take some time off of uh, my, my real job to uh, to just sit down and just enjoy those things.
1: Yeah, so the uh, Mario's, well, I I think one of the interesting things about the Switch is that it's been riding on a ton of hype without a lot of um, current uh, first-party software coming out. We've seen a lot of remasters and the, the, the deluxe editions coming from Mario Kart and some other stuff, but we've had ARMS, and then we've had Splatoon Two that just released, I think, yesterday. So uh, Mario will be the the first massive, you know, series that's come from the beginning of Nintendo, and I think a lot of people are waiting for it. I can't wait for it either. It's also on my list as in the top five of most anticipated games. You know, we finally got to see a ton of gameplay on this, and I think it's taken a lot of people by surprise and super excited for it as well. So um, I can't wait for it either. It should be pretty good. I hope we uh, we get a lot from it. It looks awesome.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean. There's not a lot of times that Nintendo messes up a mainline Mario game, uh, especially on new hardware, right? So I think this will just be, uh, I think it will blow us away, at least I hope. But uh, of course, that that being said, expectations are really high, right? So we'll see. Um, what else do we get in October? So I know one uh, that, again, you and I are both looking forward to is uh, Evil Within 2. Um, big survival horror fans. The trailer at E3 looked absolutely Bonkers, you know, which to me just intrigues me even more because uh, I love the the crazy style of that. Um, the first one was really good. I had a few complaints with it, but I thought it was a nice return to form for, you know, the survival horror genre. And I think this one will probably be even better. And we also have confirmation that it's going to have uh, Pro and X1X support as well. So it should be gorgeous and uh, really play well.
1: Yeah, Evil Within 1 was one of my favorite games at the start of this generation. Um, if you have kind of set off on the side and not really paid too much attention to it. So if you're a fan of the older Resident Evil games, and if you like the art direction of kind of like a, I don't know, kind of a gritty type horror game where you get through and stuff, it is awesome. Um, It had some pretty good DLC that followed for it as well. So um, a lot of people had been hoping that they were going to make a sequel. And then when um, they came out at E3 and mentioned there was a lot of rumors circulating that it was coming, and we finally got to see it. The trailer was, I think it was my favorite trailer from E3 outside of another one. And uh, it's it's it looks great. I can't wait to get my hands on it. It should be good. It's getting a lot of hype, and I hope it actually delivers.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think um, I don't know. It'll definitely be one on there. I just love those those creepy games. So hopefully, it uh, delivers as you said. Uh, so this is probably one you have more comment on than I do, Bird. And uh, this was on Jordan's list, and uh, he's a big Assassin's Creed fan. You know, we kind of touched on the 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 mess that Unity was last week in our in our discussion, and uh, we talked about Syndicate and some of the other titles, but uh, AC Origins, kind of, you know, they took a year off. They spend a lot of time developing this game. It looks to kind of really are aiming to bring uh, assassin's creed back to the forefront um it looks beautiful it looks like it has a huge uh, world with with many many things to do and hopefully some new features that haven't been in assassin's creed's titles previously so i am interested in it it's not one of my top titles but i know it'll be a big seller obviously and uh it may be one i play just because it looks so neat but um you know i know you've played a ton of the assassin's creed titles and know more about them than i do so what do you think about this one
1: yeah, so Jordan kind of had a funny joke about this. Is uh, he, When he was talking about it, it's on his list. It's, it's on my radar. It's not on my list uh, where I have to buy it at launch, but one of the things he joked about was it's always good to kind of wait about six months to a year after an Assassin's Creed game comes out. And <laughs> I, I, just due to the bugs, I mean as we've seen, I think every single Assassin's Creed that's released in recent time has had some kind of bugs, whether it be in like a super buggy frame rate or something. Um, it kind of has that. Now, you did mention earlier, this game has been in development for a long time, and with Syndicate coming out, I guess it'll be two years ago, um, it was the first game to kind of take a break with the year in between the Assassin's Creed series. So I hope that they've got most of those bugs fixed. there's nothing game-breaking there's also been a lot of conversation about the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X support between the two so it's gonna be interesting to see what the final product looks like when it comes out so he's very excited about it however even though it is coming out this year I think he was gonna be waiting about six months to a year before he picks it up before everything's been worked out
0: gotcha yeah that makes sense and I think uh, I think with so many titles releasing in the fall you know, you have that capability to wait, right, to see how it launches, uh, make sure that everything's worked out, and then you can pick it up for maybe a, a small discount a few months down the line. So that always kind of works nowadays, too, with there's so many games released in the fall that by the time you get to January, February, there's probably five or ten games you hadn't played that are already, you know, a third off in price. So. Good time. To that's kind of that's some of this really
1: stuff. common with uh, Ubisoft stuff as well. I mean, something will release at 60 bucks, and then by, by December, uh, it's already discounted somewhere. So um, I've seen that with almost every single big Assassin's Creed, they are discounted pretty quick. So we'll see how it is, though. I mean, it looks cool. I think all of us have been very interested in the Egypt landscape in general. Um, It will be interesting to see what kind of missions, what kind of uh, historical characters show up in there. And during the developer uh, interviews, they did mention that they had to do all of Egypt uh, in that time period. So it will be cool to see what that actually means and what it looks like. So it's interesting. Um, However, like I said, it's not on my list, and it is on Jordan's list just not to buy exactly on launch. Yeah,
0: yep. Uh, One thing that uh, I I just want to give a shout-out to Jordan, too, because this was on his list. I can't speak to it. I have not played it. Um, I've heard amazing things about it, but XCOM 2 has gotten a lot of rave reviews, and uh, the expansion for that, War of the Chosen, is coming out later this year. And I know he's uh, pretty big and pretty excited for that. So um, I can't comment a whole lot. Like I said, I just want to give a shout-out for Jordan
1: on that one. But did you play any of XCOM 2, Bert? Uh, Part 2 I have not played. I've played one... A lot. I mean, probably about 40 hours worth of one, and I still didn't finish everything you could do. But the second one, yeah, the DLC on it looks cool. Um, I think it is coming to PC first, if I'm not mistaken, before it hits console. Um, And so I think he actually, uh, Jordan plays a bit more PC than we do. So I think he's actually looking forward to the PC release before that. So I'm not exactly 100% sure on what the release dates are for that DLC
0: yeah i I put the article up on the site and i forget off the top of my head so apologies there guys but yeah i know that uh that's going to be a popular one because it's a very very big game especially on pc as you said um another one is uh wolfenstein new colossus um trailer for this at e3 was again kind of crazy it was a little too long as we mentioned before in our opinion but um, it looks just uh insane in terms of a shooter And uh, it's nice to see these kind of story-driven first-person shooters still being developed, um, you know, where the focus is on the story and kind of the campaign. I uh, actually started playing Old Blood for the first time uh, last week. I didn't get very far yet, but I I think it's pretty solid. And um, I know Jordan was really looking forward to this one. It's not on my top list, but I think this will be another kind of big game that uh, gets a lot of hype when it releases.
1: Yeah, so I actually loved The New Order, the original Wolfenstein game before The New Blood came out. Um, And one of the things, sorry, The Old Blood, uh, came out, and one of the things that I thought was for when it released, it was extremely well done, um, and the story was great. There was different routes and people that you could save during the game that would affect conversations and the way you play through the story. So I, I would encourage people that if you find that game discounted somewhere, and it has been extremely discounted. One of the things Jordan talked to us about was, was he was able to grab I think the New Order um, and the Old Blood combined for ten bucks um, as a download for Microsoft. When it was on sale, and I I do see those sales happening again, just because to get the hype up for the new game, it is one of the best shooters that I've played in a long time, and I think a lot of people missed out on it because a lot of other big shooters were coming out during the release window of that. So, with uh, this new one coming, I encourage people to play, and it will be interesting to see if there's any bundles for the second one with where they give it to you for free or something. But it was it was really good, and so with the new trailer that came out at E3 i think we can all agree it was kind of a crazy trailer because everything is kind of going crazy with you know nazi stuff and then towards the end there's like an acid trip that one of them has with like little you know fairies and stuff and that just kind of took me by surprise i didn't see that coming at all so it looks cool i think a lot of people are excited about it
0: yeah and you make a p- good point about the bundle because Bethesda's has done that in the past with fallout 3 and fallout 4 um So this is another one as well with Bethesda that's uh, already confirmed to have uh, Xbox One X support. So just like uh, Evil Within 2, this one's going to be kind of bumped up on the X1X, so something to look for. Uh, One of the ones that's on uh, my list for um, most anticipated, and it was on Jordan's list as well, is a launch game with the Xbox One X, an exclusive for uh, Xbox, and that's Crackdown 3. So, Crackdown, um, large open world game, kind of, you know, lots of uh, verticality and shooting and just uh, kind of crazy action. And this one has been in development for a long time. It's gotten a lot of press due to the whole cloud processing thing. So, just to touch on that real quick, if you're not up to date. So, the single player campaign is going to be four player co op. The world is twice the size and twice the height of uh, Crackdown 1, which I found interesting. So, Um, it's going to be a massive massive world um xbox one x support 4k hdr you know all the all the goodies it launches on the same day as the xbox one x and then it also has a multiplayer mode uh, which is a five on five uh destroy the city type mode and that's where the whole cloud processing comes into play that we've seen the demos of so only in multiplayer will you be able to uh destroy the city and kind of fight team versus team taking down entire buildings and and everything so that should just be amazing as well i think they're going to be showing some more that at gamescom that's coming up but um their reasoning behind that was that in the single player campaign of course you couldn't destroy the city because then obviously the story missions and everything else wouldn't really work so Um, I think it's a a neat direction they've took. I hope that the campaign's uh, fun and enjoyable. I think it's cool. You can play a co-op that could be a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to the multiplayer component as well. I don't think it's one of those that I'll look at as a competitive shooter, you know, something like Halo or anything like that. But uh, it should just be a lot of fun to play. So I know both Jordan and I are looking forward to that one. Bert, I don't know if um, that's one on your list or not.
1: Um, it's not on my list of stuff that I have to have. Um, I'm very interested in seeing what has to come out, and the more stuff that kind of releases about it as it gets closer is looking very interesting. I think there was, uh, some screenshots of the game that have come out recently that have gotten me even more interested in it. And I think, I'm not sure if it was a real, I haven't confirmed it yet, but it was, uh, kind of a shot of what the Terry Crews character is going to look like. Yeah, um, so that, it, sorry,
0: Bert. That, that was, uh, confirmed yesterday, actually, to be in-game, and Terry Crews, I forgot to mention, is playable as well.
1: Yeah, so that from what I saw in that screenshot, it looks amazing. So there's been a lot of doubt and I guess some negativity towards how the game's going to look. So from what that is looking like, if the gameplay and the characters look like that while you're playing, wow, um, it's going to be another one of those showcase titles for the Xbox One X. And it's interesting that they're timing it near the exact date of launch. So um, I think it's going to be cool. But I I was a huge Crackdown 1 fan. I didn't care for 2 as much as the first one. So um, it has me interested. If it's awesome, I'll pick it up. If it's something that's just mediocre i'll probably pass on it so we'll we'll see how it is when it launches for me
0: yeah and i think uh to your point about that uh the terry cruz picture i think they showed that to kind of show the level of detail that's being put into the game i think um it's gotten some flack for not being a showcase title but it also has a very unique art style right it's kind of got that cell shaded um look and it's a unique artistic direction so i I, it'll probably one of those games that when you have it in front of you especially on the xbox one x and on a 4k screen or something with hdr i think it's going to look absolutely mind-blowing because I think it's just got that artistic direction that'll really show the contrast levels and the, the the lighting and the colors and everything else, but um, you know, it's probably getting some flack undes- undeserved in my uh, in my opinion right now. We'll see more of it soon. Well, one that I think is on all three of our lists I believe Jordan, you and I is um Battlefront 2. We're getting later into the year now, but uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 looks to be uh, Everything I think a lot of people wish Battlefront 1 was. So um, we've commented on before about Battlefront 1 being gorgeous and, and having some cool gameplay, but it was kind of shallow and lacking some modes. So Battlefront 2 is looking to correct all that. It has a, a full campaign mode um, that is actually a Star Wars canon uh, and from a unique perspective that I'm looking uh, forward to greatly. It's got the huge multiplayer battles, again, with, uh, you know, much more customizable options and classes and unlockables. And then it also is going to have full-on uh, star battles as well, so or space battles, excuse me. So, uh, you know, like 12 on 12, I believe it was, uh, space battles and X-Wings and other fighters. So it should be, uh, as an overall package, I think this looks pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, and just from from a technical standpoint, it looks impressive, but just from a bang-for-buck uh, standpoint, it, it's amazing. I mean, the DLC is going to be free. Uh, one of the things that was interesting about Battlefront 1 on the current-gen consoles was that it was very uh, bare-bones, and then you got charged a lot of money for the DLC, which... Kind of almost completed the game that it almost should have been from the beginning. So um, if you're able to pick up Battlefront now, it, it's a very different product than it was from it when it first launched. So there's a lot of DLC and stuff that you can play. So when we saw the the fact that everything was going to be uh, free from a DLC standpoint, when the campaigns there, the multiplayer's there, the different areas that they visit in the game, I mean, it looks like a must-buy for many people. So um, if you're even if you're not playing it from a multiplayer standpoint, there's plenty to play there. So I, I'm looking forward to it. It looks great. And with the new consoles that are going to be out of Xbox One X and Pro support, it's going to look amazing for everybody to play.
0: Yeah, it's a good point about the season pass, uh, or there being no season pass and all the DLC being free too. So I think that's uh, great. I think the only game that I can think of uh, that's still going to have a season pass is uh, Call of Duty. Are, have they confirmed a season pass for World War Two?
1: I believe you there know? is going to be a season pass, yeah. So that's kind of a negative. It's uh, your typical Activision stuff, and when they get a lot of hate um, for that, that franchise um but you know i i don't really have a defense for cod um yeah
0: yeah i didn't even want to bring that topic up i was just trying to think of the season passes so uh i think that's uh everything i had on my list there's probably a few other games i'm looking forward to that i don't think will be game of the year contenders or or my most anticipated but burr you got why don't you throw you got another title out there that uh you know you're looking forward to later this year that's not going to be on those lists, but you know you're still looking forward to
1: Yeah, so I I have a couple that I'm looking forward to, and it's uh, (laughs) the one we just mentioned. So the new (laughs) Call of Duty coming out um, is on my most anticipated list. I know that a lot of people are not big fans of the space-type direction that the Call of Duty series has gone through. We've talked in the past how there is now three different developers that work on the series year after year, so you're not getting the same recycled content um, from the same developer the year before, so this one they are going back to the World War II era to kind of have their battle, and they are kind of—I uh, don't want to say—they're turning more fieldish, but they are going to have bigger maps and more open maps, and there's going to be some different gameplay types that haven't existed in Call of Duty before. Um, the other thing is, is the zombies are kind of returning um, in a, uh, I guess, similar standpoint, but from that time that time frame to kind of enjoy it as well. So a lot up and for that they just had some of the trailers come out for it and kind of the actors that are playing the characters. so if you've seen those recently that's what they belong to um, so I, I think it looks really cool um, I I've always enjoyed Call of Duties a lot of people you know kind of like to trash um, but I think we're hopefully going to be getting a different experience here, and it's getting a ton of hype um, outside of just your typical Call of Duty fanboys. So I hope it's good. Um, I, I can't really say if it's going to be awesome, though, and it's going to meet everybody's expectations, but I think it'll, it'll be good. Um, and I think you mentioned you were interested in it, too, uh, from previous Call of Duty. So are, are you still somewhat excited about it, or where are you at on it?
0: Yeah, I am, actually. Uh, It's probably the most excited I've been for a Call of Duty in a a few years, even though I'm actually one of the uh, seeming minority, for some reason, that enjoyed Infinite Warfare, as you did. Um, But yeah, I think it looks really good. Uh, I am a fan of, and I don't even want to use the phrase, but I kind of have to say it as boots on the ground. Um, It's kind of the phrase we've heard repeated, you know, nonstop with this title, but... I think a return to form for uh, you know World War Two shooter will be really fun in multiplayer, and those games are always fun to just pick up and play because of the uh, the speed, you know, of the game. The, the mechanics feel good; it's always running at 60 frames, and uh, it's it's smooth. and There's a lot of unlockables and things to do, so um, I'll probably pick it up. Um, I just don't know with Star Wars and Crackdown and all these other games, I don't know how much time I'm going to have to dedicate to it, but I am looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, one of the crazy things is that I remember when the first Infinite Warfare trailer launched, it was one of the most disliked trailers ever with uh, thumbs down on YouTube. Um, however, <laughs> a lot of people don't realize that the game sold crazy um, and people still, you know, dis- disliked or found reasons to hate it. And I think a lot of that is attributed to the Battlefield versus Call of Duty, you know, fanboy war that exists on its own. I've always been one of those people that kind of separate the two because as, as much as they're both shooters, that you both do different things in the games and you have different objectives to accomplish while you're playing so um, I don't know we'll, we'll see I haven't seen the same hate that I saw for Infinite Warfare um, when it came out I've seen a lot of people kind of excited that they're going back to World War 2 some of our friends are like I'm sick and tired of the, the space guns and uh, how you can jump you know 20 feet and then do this with another type of uh, enemy so with it kind of being grounded as you were kind of saying I think <laughs> it'll be it'll be different so I think we're done with the puns um, for, that, for that one <laughs> But yeah, I I think we'll see what happens. Um, And yeah, to your point, there are so many shooters coming out um, that it seems to be that that'll that'll be what fall pretty much is for a lot of people. That and racing games. Um, So um, my other one that is my final anticipated game for for the fall, I guess the remainder of of 2017, is uh, South Park Fractured But Whole. Um, I, I'm more of the south Park guy with our with our group here at season gaming and I've, I've followed it since the beginning I love the stick of truth it actually was one of my favorite games of last generation and this one is supposed to be better than that from the people that have played it already and still loyal to the series um, Trey Parker and matt stone still heavily involved with the game so um, you know it's it should be great um unfortunately it's been delayed so many times so i that always concerns me but at the same time it reassures me that the game is going to be tuned and not going to be broken somewhere where you can't do stuff so we'll see what happens with that one i hope it releases on date they have said for sure it will be releasing on the date they gave um but i am not holding my breath on it yet so we'll see
0: (laughs) yeah i i uh have a lot of jokes I could insert here about uh, South Park, but I'll I'll leave it alone. <laughs> uh, not not a not a huge fan. As Bert said, he's kind of the South Park guy on this on this because. So um, I think it does look great. As I've said before, I think the games are well made. Uh, you know, it, it seems to be a real real solid homage to uh, to South Park in general. So for fans of that, I know they love those games. So hopefully, it does release on schedule as planned, and uh, it's as good as everyone hopes it's going to be. And then. Um, Uh, You mentioned racing games, and so we've got, uh, you know, kind of all the, it's one of those years where all the big titles are coming. So you've got Forza Motorsport 7, Project Cars 2, and Gran Turismo Sport all coming later this year. Um, Out of those three, I'm far and away looking for Forza Motorsport 7. Um, It's got the most content. It looks, from what we've seen, absolutely bonkers on the Xbox One X. It's going to be a showcase title. Over 700 cars, you know, Porsche at launch and a new career mode and just a wealth of content. So uh, I think we joked before that um, for the motorsport series, I had planned on kind of taking a year off on it or, you know, two years off on it. But with uh, the new content, it being a showcase for the Xbox One X, Porsche returning and all those things, I think I will end up picking it up and just putting some time into it. I, I can't really avoid it as a car guy.
1: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'll be. I'm actually waiting to pick it up until I get the Xbox One X to kind of give me some time to catch up with backlog and the other games that are releasing in the fall. I know it's releasing before the uh, the Xbox One X launch. So um, I've bought all the collector's editions before. So I, I hope that um, those are still around by the time I pick it up. But yeah. From the racing series that are kind of coming out, that's gonna be my main one. GT Sport has me interested as to what's coming. I was just kind of surprised as to how long that game's been in development, as to how little you get from a content perspective. Um, However, I know a lot of people are gonna be eating that game up. And I think a lot of people are watching Project Cars too to see if it's exactly where people are assuming it will be. They're offering a lot more content this time. A ton of tracks, a ton of abilities of different kind of cars that you can race and different types of car racing um, in general. Not just your everyday cars but F1 and different types of buggy racing and stuff so that that should be interesting. Um, speaking of F1, one that I'll be picking up uh, pretty much at launch if, it, if everything's working is F1 2017. So I'm, I'm also a big F1 fan. I follow it every weekend and I follow all the the trash-talking and gossip that happens in there today, so um, you know, I I hope that it's good. You know, they have the new cars that are available this season in 2017, and then another interesting thing they're doing is they're bringing back a lot of the historical cars from past. So I think about every other week they release a new teaser video of the new cars that are coming, so you can race the Senna's car, Schumacher's old car, um, even some of the old, uh, you know, rivalries that have taken place, so you'll have the standard cars that exist um, in today's and also the standard tracks that are on the, on, the, I guess you'd call it the tour of F1, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know um, Ains is always talking about wanting to play a season with me in that as a, as a team <laughs> together, so uh, we'll see if we pick it up and play together for a whole season, but... Um, yeah, those are my anticipations for racing. Another genre that is just getting crowded with a lot of good software. So we'll see what the fall brings and if everything delivers the way it's supposed to, but we'll see what we buy. So much <laughs> software to grab. So Yeah, yeah.
0: it's it's almost endless. Um, is uh, Nikki Lada's Ferrari in that game?
1: It is. And actually, in the previous one, you could race as that one and uh, Hunt's as well. So it's uh, oh, interesting awesome. on how they're going back. So there's they've done a lot of things to kind of keep that stuff alive. There was only, I, I think it was F1 2015 from, no, 2016. Uh, no, it was 2015. That kind of launched with a very bare-bones title. It was the first one to move over to PS4 and Xbox One. And it had the absolute bare essentials for a, for a game. And, it, and a lot of people were really disappointed with it. So 2016 was good. It had a lot. I did a review on that on our site, and, and you can find it on OpenCritic as well. It was kind of a return to form. 2017 is the first one that is supposed to be fully finely tuned um, from Codemasters. So I hope it has everything to, to kind of deliver on it. They also have the unfortunate license that only exists with uh, Codemasters. So um, I hope it's good, though. Uh, for people that are big F1 fans, and there are many around the world, they're highly anticipating this game. So hopefully it delivers.
0: Cool. Yeah, it sounds similar. When you were saying the, uh, you know, kind of launch bare bones is similar, to like Forza Motorsport Five when it first came out. You know, it's the first title that used that new technology, but it was had a lot less content than Forza Four, and you had to wait to Forza Six to kind of get a lot of that content back. So, exactly. Um, yeah. That's pretty neat, though. I, I brought up Nikki Lada's car because you know, when I was in LA last month, I went to the Peterson Automotive Museum and uh, saw that car in person, and it just kind of popped in my head. So, just uh, yeah, I we both love that stuff. I just, I think that's one of those games. I just don't have time for, you know, there's already other games I don't have time for, unfortunately. So, um, anyway, I, I think we're kind of nearing the tail end here. I wanted to mention one more just obscure game. Um, that's, I don't think it's going to be game of the year. I don't think it's not one of my top anticipated, but, uh, it's unique. And I I am looking forward to trying it. And that is the uh, Mario and rabbits kingdom battle. Um, I, thought this was absolutely bizarre when it first uh, kind of started getting leaked and then when we actually saw gameplay from it I was actually pretty intrigued It uh it looks like a a neat cross of strategy and and Mario uh, Mario excuse me uh <laughs> <laughs> and Mario gameplay and uh, I actually heard it has something over like 200 weapons that you can get and equip and it seems to be a little deeper more uh you know like a XCOM light um with Mario characters, so it's kind of bizarre, but I think that actually could be a lot of fun, and that's another one of those titles that releases on August 29th, um, That date that uh, you know has a ton of games coming now. So, um, do you have any any other titles that you know kind of obscure ones that you may uh, be looking at?
1: I know I'll probably remember later. I can't think of any of the obscure ones at the moment, but there's always that one game that surprises us in the fall, and it'll be interesting to see when we get to it because. Um, there's so many of the big releases that we see that a lot of the other ones kind of get sh- kind of shoveled underneath. I think last year, for the for us, that was Dishonored 2. Um, and was it Watch Dogs 2? The other one that yeah. got kind of shuffled under somewhere because there's so many big titles. And the funny thing is I, I'm looking forward to playing both of those a lot now, you know, a year later. Um, but I'm sure that'll happen again to some other games. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the new console release, the new big releases, um, and everything coming. So I, I don't have anything on top of my head.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and in terms of console releases, you know, Xbox One X coming in November 7th and uh just with that alone I'm looking forward to going back to some other titles, you know, Gears of War 4, Halo 5, uh, Witcher 3. I I hope I almost hope I don't get lost in Witcher 3 again cuz I won't play any of the games we just talked about. Um it. But I think uh, you know, just going back and being able to play all those games at a a much higher resolution and better frame rate, and you know, more consistency, I think will be neat as well. So it's going to be a really fun fall. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, yeah,
1: I I just thought of something that will be interesting in the fall is the uh, SNES Mini. Um, We'll see if people actually get their hands on that. Um, I think Walmart had a pre-order option last night, and I think I heard that it sold out within eight minutes. So we'll see if they make those available for the fall for us or not.
0: Yeah, how we both missed that, I don't know, but I'm pretty angry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think uh, I think we're going to close it out then. Um, like I guess we always say, you know, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, you can find us on uh, on Twitter. Uh, I'm Portia Power, British Treb M3. Uh, we have a Facebook chat group that you're you're welcome to join. Uh, kind of a more of a mature discussion there. Um, you can always obviously find us on the site and, and give us feedback. And then uh, these uh, these this conversation we had today, we're going to be calling our season Gaming Conversations. They're just going to be kind of single topics that we uh, feel have relevance over the course of the year, and you'll see these every few weeks. And then we'll get back to our biweekly standard kind of BitCast format uh, next week as well. So as I said, I'm uh, Portia Power. Thanks for tuning in. Bert, any last uh, last things to say?
1: No, thanks for listening in, guys. And um, as you mentioned, we're also on SoundCloud and iTunes if you'd like listening more from an audio standpoint, so you can always find us on there. Um, But make sure to like and subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, stay tuned for our next content coming. Thanks, guys.